Welcome back to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast. Today's guest is going to be really touching on mindset and even more than just mindset, it's the emotions that we have uh, to help us navigate all the different ups and downs that we encounter when it comes to entrepreneurship. So today I have Risa Hasbrook. I hope I got that last name right. I didn't double check, uh, but she's a passionate life coach for solopreneurs. She helps them to find success in their business by addressing these areas of mindset and motivation. And yes, the emotions that come with growing our business. Uh, that way, when we really get this stuff in tune, we are able to really move the needle in our businesses. So Risa, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, James. Yeah, I'm pumped to have you to talk about mindset. Uh, curious, what made you kind of uh, decide to get into mindset uh, specifically with entrepreneurs? What's the story behind it? Okay, so we are from South Africa and we immigrated to the US in 2015. And at that point, I was a homeschooling mom. <laughs> okay, mm. so, and then I realized there's no way that we would be able to retire in the US. And my kids were kind of grown up at that point. So I told my husband, I want to start a business. Mm. And I started with something I knew. I sold online courses to South African homeschoolers. You know, that's, that's the people I had like, you know, connections there and started there. But I was, I was working 60 hours a week and making very little money. Mm. And I was working so hard, obviously, because I had so much to learn about the technical stuff and everything. And then one day I let it listen to a, podca a podcast episode. That's why I love it so much with a life coach. And she was explaining how she was making millions and working only three days a week. And I thought, I'm not doing this right. There's a, <laughs> better, way. Off. <laughs> There's a better way to do this. And I started following her and applying all the mindset things that she was, that she was doing. And Last year, I sold that business. And by the end of it, I was working only six hours a week in it and making double what I made before, Beautiful. just by applying the mindset stuff. And now I'm, you know, I'm on this on this path. I want to show it to everybody because I realize what a difference it can make. I love that. And, you know, that's uh, it's really in alignment with me because I'm huge on. Yes, growing our business, of course, but not at the expense of our energy in uh, our time <laughs> and yeah, and your mental health and all that. Cause people are like, Oh, rise and grind. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I rise, I'll work out if that's like in terms of like, grinding. Cause like I do some intense workout, but like, you know, when it comes to business it's about strategic moves that we can make to grow our business and ideally be able to grow it, whether we're working or not. And that's what I love to nerd out on, but I'm curious, what were the, what were the kind of mindset? Uh, I guess the most, the most important ones that stuck out to you in terms of your own path and discovery of cutting your work hours in half or even more while growing your business? You're not going to believe this one. It's it's the relationship I had with no, saying mm. no, but, but also saying no, but also taking no's. It's mm. like you have to, when you're an entrepreneur or like a business owner, you have to reach out to people a lot of time. So you have to have some resilience around rejection. Sure. Because people are going to tell you no all the time. And you cannot fall apart like I did at the beginning every time someone told me no. Mm. So that was a big part. But the other part is telling people no. At the beginning, I tried to be everything for everyone. People would write me emails and I would respond to each and every email like these long personal messages. <laughs> until I clued up a little bit and said, listen, write one blog post. And just refer them to the blog post. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you you try to hard to be ev everything for everyone. So it's like saying no to people, 
setting the boundaries, even your clients, but also saying no to opportunities, saying no to the wrong kind of kind of busy work. So mm. I would say that's a good summary. It's my relationship with saying no and taking no. My relationship with no. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I 100% agree. You have to uh, edit your life in a way and editing is all about cutting things out, you know, and uh, ed- taking away the things that just aren't necessary uh-huh. uh, and really sticking with the meat and potatoes. So what do you kind of recommend for us as entrepreneurs to, to go about that? You know, there's, there's someone listening to this where maybe they're working another job and then they're going to start this thing or they're doing their entrepreneurship on the side. They don't feel like they have a lot of time or someone who's just really seasoned. And they're like, I'm just saying yes to too many things. What kind of tips do you have to, to pinpoint what we can say no to versus what we should say yes to? Okay. So I call myself the dragon whisperer. I love it. (laughs) And that's like, when I think of the dragon, it's your emotional brain. And, and you want to manage that emotional brain. I always tell people, don't kill your dragon. Eventually, you want to fly it. But first, you have to tame it and then train it so that your emotions are on board. So it's very difficult, especially at the beginning. If you are so overwhelmed, your emotions, they cloud your judgment. You don't have any access to your prefrontal cortex where most of your best ideas and insights come from. So the first step would be, to talk yourself off the ledge. You know, it's like to really calm your amygdala down because, so that you can think clearly. Mm. And, and I think busy, staying busy, busy, busy doing because we are chasing the dopamine hits, right? I know mm. I do. I love a to-do list because I can tick things off every time I get that little squirt of dopamine. So it's sometimes not going for the short-term gratification. Slow yourself down. Take time to plan. Take time to ask yourself questions. Do I need to do this? What, Like you said before, it's like thinking strategically about without time and your resources, especially if you are a part-time business owner. You have to be very, very strict with yourself. But planning time is never wasted time. Never, never. It's like, mm-hmm. what is it Einstein who said, if I had an hour to sort a problem, I would spend 90, no, 90% of the time, 15, mm-hmm. 15 minutes and just planning and thinking and only 10 minutes on executing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, don't ever think that sitting down, writing a list, making a list is ever a waste of time. Right. And it, yeah, I 100% agree. I think it is necessary. I feel like people... And I've been guilty of this for a long time until I, you know, later in my entrepreneurship journey and just learning how to kind of be my own boss. And, you know, because when you start out, it's like you're you work for companies or you work for someone else and they kind of just tell you like, hey, this is what you're doing today. I want you to take care of this, you know, knock it out by this time. And you're like, okay, cool. I'll just do it. And you're kind of like almost a robot in a way, Um, which is fine, you know, but when you start entrepreneurship, you have to be the boss now and you have to have the employee hat. So you have to kind of decide when you have to wear which one. And I think it really is important to work fewer hours. That's what I recommend to people. If you give yourself fewer hours to actually work, you're going to be more strategic in doing it. Like with you, for example, you're working 60 hours, this crazy amount of time, and you're just like hustling and you're trying any and all things. And then you're not really getting anywhere. But when you worked fewer hours, it really forces you. And I imagine that you experience this to be like, okay, what do I actually need to do? What really is the most important task or tasks for me to do with this limited amount of time that I really have? Isn't there a quote like work will expand to the time 
Okay. Yeah, it's called Parkinson's Law. It's like if yeah, the, it if the university like, professor gives you an assignment <laughs> and he says you have one month to do it, you'll take the whole month. You'll milk it, you'll do it at the yeah. end. But if they had the same assignment and said you have one week to do this, it would take you one week. You, you know, you could have do done that it. in a month. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we kind of have to do that with ourselves in a way when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, I'm kind of curious. I'd love to know since we're on the topic of like, um, like productivity and whatnot, when people hear like, you only work six hours per, per day or per week, you said, um, how do you kind of like, what does a typical work day look like to you? Okay. But that's not true anymore. You know, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm building a new business. I'm a coach now. So I'm, I'm a, once again in that hustling mode. Gotcha. But before I had the online courses and I think, who was it that talked about monk mode? Is it, I, I can't remember. It's like a famous one of the big writers, you know, of the business book. So for instance, if you're creating an online course, there's a time to grind. There's a time sure. when you have to put in the hours and create the asset yeah. and, to, to, and really like, you know, clear the decks and do that. But, but that's what's so nice about, you know, if you think scalability, if you have an online course, once you have it, and that's what happened with me, I had I had all the assets now, and I had all the great systems to market it. And I did like quarterly um, launches and just big promotions. Mm. So it became so much easier because I, I, I got good at what I was doing. Part of it is a lot of it is experience. But then the other way, it's like, no, I'm not sending emails to everyone. You know, it's like really thinking strategically. Gotcha. And it's, it's always, and it's ask yourself good questions. It's what will move the needle? What do I need to do that will, and, and a good one, a very good question is how can I get my next sale? Mm. You want to make bank. You want to, you're a business owner. You want to make money. If, if you don't make money, you're not going to stay in this game. So right. it's okay to say, I want to be profitable. So how can I make my next sale? So if you're feeling overwhelmed, just always come back to to that question. I think that's a very centering kind of grounding thing to ask yourself. Yeah. And it's not like, how can I make like, you know, $100,000 in the next six months mm -hmm. or something like that. It's just how that's can I make the next, yes, the next sale? So overwhelming. Yeah. I, I just did a podcast episode myself when I'm, I'm talking about the movie Rocky, oh, you know, okay. when he when he pivots like just at the beginning of the third act he goes into that big hall and he realized they didn't even get them the colors of his boxing trunk they didn't get it right and suddenly he just realizes this is all for show i don't have i don't stand a chance to beat the world champion and then he goes home and he tells his girlfriend i can't take this guy down but i'm gonna go the full distance he's not gonna knock me out so he, he, he pivoted, he changed his goal to something that's still hard, but more attainable. And I think we, we can learn that from Rocky with our goals. Don't get set goals that are going to overwhelm you. Bring it back to, I can, of course I can do this. So the next, the next is a good one, but also if it's, it's a little, it's a stretch goal, but it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. It's something that you feel inside your mind is attainable rather than it's like, a, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars in the next six months when you haven't even done no, it in a year. Yeah. No, you've never done that before. But if you have that little bit of nausea, you know, that gag, but I'm going to go anyway, that's the feeling you, you know, must just be enough of a stretch to, mm. to energize you. Yeah. Like the excitement, anxious yeah. feeling 
I yes. heard that anxiety and excitement can be mistaken for each other, but that kind uh -huh. of like they are very close. They are very close to each other. Yes. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, based on your career and like building your courses with the, the other business and then moving into this one, um, everything that you've learned so far over the years, what do you wish someone would have told you early on about entrepreneurship and just growing a business? I want to bring it back once again to the emotions is realizing where emotions come from, that I create them with my own mind and that it's often just my brain trying to protect me and mm -hmm. something like cortisol that, you know, the biochemical, we know it's it just it, it's higher in the morning. So every morning when you wake up, you are going to feel stressed and, and anxious. That's normal because you have to get going. Your brain wants you to survive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's because I'm sleeping and I want to stay in bed. My brain's like, what are you doing? Get back in bed. So it's freaking yes. no, so out. So it's, it's giving you some cortisol. So it's, it's really, it's almost like seeing looking at yourself from the outside, seeing yourself experiencing emotions and realizing how you got there. That's like a superpower. And I wish I knew that when I was way, way younger. Mm, okay. Well, let's dive into that a bit more. What, what do you kind of mean by that, by all of it? Okay. When you think the only way that you can make sense of the world is through your five senses. But let's take the two big ones for humans. That would be our eyes and our ears. Actually, it's only light waves and sound waves reaching our ears. They are meaningless. You have to interpret them with your brain. You have to attach a story to whatever you're seeing, whatever you're hearing. Mm -hmm. And it's only after you've interpreted whatever is happening in your environment that you create a feeling. Mm -hmm. And when you realize oh, I'm creating it so I can change it, that is super powerful. Now, I'm not saying create positive feelings all the time. The human condition is we are going to feel negative at times. You want to feel grief, you know, when a loved one dies, for instance. Mm -hmm. You want to feel anger when you see some injustice. Of course you do. So I'm not saying let's be positive poly all the time, but just like be a lot more intentional with your emotions and realize that you have a lot more um, control over them than you, than you might think. Mm. And then, okay. The, the next step, it's like, we call it the thinking, feeling, acting cycle. It's realizing that all your actions are driven by your emotions. You won't act unless you feel something mm. and you act because you want to feel something. Interesting. So it's just like understanding that, that relationship between the two. So, uh, yeah, and I agree. I feel like when you really feel like you want to do something and you, it's, it's resonating inside of you, I guess the best yeah. way to put it, um, you, you'll, some... you'll do it. So how do we kind of get, how do we get to that point, I guess, with, um, with the goals that we, we set? Cause I feel like people will, like write their goals down and they'll think about it a lot, but we're not really in touch with it in terms of the feeling. And I feel like the feeling is what really causes us to actually that's, move. That's going to drive the action. Yes. I, I, it was so interesting. I had someone on LinkedIn who, who commented only yesterday. I, I asked something about motivating or just commenting on something. And the guy said, when the goal is big enough, Risa, you don't need feelings. And I was, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> it's that big goal that is energizing you. So, well, I think that that's, I think that's a big piece is that it is energizing. Cause we just talked about like, if you have too big of a goal, like 
I'm not really big on the BHAG, big, hairy, audacious yeah, goal. Exactly. I was like, that's exactly what my podcast, I started with that. Yes. Right. Because like, if you, well, if, if it, if you think too big and it's too extreme, like I'm going to make a million dollars and it's like, I haven't even made 50 K in a year. Paralyze you. You, right. you will stop doing anything. You will be like, you know, in freeze mode, just like shut down, not doing anything. Yes. So you're saying that when it comes to like goal setting and that kind of stuff and achievement for us as entrepreneurs that we should set a goal of like what we do want. Uh, let's just say for an easy number, like a hundred thousand per year and then go a little bit higher than that until we can start to feel that kind of excitement yeah. slash anxiety behind it. So now can you understand why we are, they are always saying, everybody's saying have compelling reasons for doing things. Because you want to compel yourself into action. You want to motivate. So so it's like, why do you want to make 100K? Right. Getting like into really the reasons. Thinking, what's the reason? What is it that makes you get up in the morning and do this? You know, for me, for instance, when I started my first business, I could see that my children would stay in the US and we were not able to retire here. So I was going back to Africa, <laughs> living 10,000 miles apart from my children. Mm -hmm. And that was a very compelling reason for me to keep going. Mm -hmm. So it's like really digging deeper into your own compelling reason. Why? It's not It's not about the money. Remember, anything you do, you do for the feeling. So what is the feeling you want? For me, mm -hmm. it was connection with my children. I want to be closer to them. What is it for you? And if it's the big feelings like love or connection or even pride, you know, you, you want to feel accomplished. If, mm -hmm. you, if you know what those are, it's so much easier to get, to keep going. Right. So latch, I guess, um, connecting with that core feeling of like what drove you is the whole, I want to be with my kids, which is yes. totally understanding. Did yeah. you, did you, are you big on like other tools like um, like journaling your vision or uh, vision boards and that stuff. It, do you kind of recommend that to clients that you work with or no? Absolutely. It's like journaling is very important to me. I've, I've never done a vision board in my life, but I'm so intrigued by it. <laughs> yeah. always, at some point I'm going to do it. I know because I'm once again, you just want to tap into the emotion. So whatever works for you. So journaling is also always a good idea. And those thoughts that are running and driving you crazy, you want to get them out on paper. Mm. So that is why journaling is so is so good. Like I said, you know, at some point, it was such an interesting conversation. You want to look at yourself at the outside. And that's mm. like almost separating your, yourself from your thoughts and your feelings. Mm. And, and journaling is, 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 that's perfect. That's a great way to do it. Right. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm really big on, you know, I've recently, I would say more is, uh, you know, kind of, what we talked on before about like stepping away and I actually heard this, I think it's in the book expert secrets by Russell Brunson. That's where I heard it, but he talked about Tim Ferriss and they were at some big event. You like had to be a millionaire to be in the event. And, um, this lady asked him like, what, what's the secret to your success? Cause Tim's like huge, you know, massive, massive podcast and, uh, figure in the world. And he's like, honestly, if you looked at my day, you would be incredibly bored. It's like, she's thinking it's some crazy, like super like personal development-y uh, day. And he's like, I mean, I'll like wake up and I'll drink some coffee or tea. I'll read a book. I'll go for a walk. And he was just talking about like, essentially like quote unquote loafing around. But what he's doing is what we were talking about earlier about he's thinking and separating himself from his business to give himself that space and like go out in nature and 
you know, do the things that are fun for him. And he's getting these ideas inside of his mind until he finds that one big action that is going to make everything else easier or totally unnecessary, which is another great question we touch on from, um, it's from the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, phenomenal mm-hmm. book on productivity. But that's the big question that the whole thing's based around is what's the one thing, the single thing that I can do that would basically make everything else easier or totally unnecessary by doing that one single thing. Russell Brunson calls it the big domino, but it's the same yes, concept. I was like, is that where Russell got his idea? Because I remember reading that that story in Expert C. I, I forgot where I read it, but yeah. that's probably where he got the domino. You know, The big domino. Yeah, when I heard domino. it, I was like, that's from the one thing from Gary Keller. <laughs> but no, it's cool. I mean, it's the idea there is is the most important thing, the concept behind it of you know, being able to step away from your business um, a great example is another mentor of mine, Graham Cocker, and he was crazy busy with his business and he uh, w- was working at like his church on the side and he goes over and this one guy who he really looked up to is this older guy, uh, super, super cool, very charismatic man. But he told Graham, he just saw that he was hustling and he's like, how are you doing, man? He's like, honestly, I'm not doing well. I'm like struggling. I'm hustling way too hard. I'm trying to build this business. I got all this stuff. And the guy was like, you should take Fridays off. And Graham's like, are you kidding me? Like, how am I supposed to take Friday? You're telling me to do less? Like, I have, I have so much stuff to do. I'm trying to go to the community, all this stuff. And um, he he trusted the guy so much that he just took the step and he he tried it. They took Fridays off because Graham wasn't, he was putting so much out into the world that he wasn't giving enough for him and just like personal. So Fridays were his day to really like just have for him. It was just one day for himself. Cause you know, the weekend he's hanging out with his kids and all that, yeah. but it was pretty interesting. And, um, his business ended up really taking off. He became a lot more productive by finding the right kind of tasks to focus on, et cetera, like we're talking about. And I think it is really important and overlooked often that people don't spend enough time away to go on that hike or go to that spot. That's really nice from the beach, the mountains, whatever it is, and just, or even a drive, you know, and just kind of like do something that's fun for you that allows you to think about things and get in touch with these ideas that can come up. Now you want to calm your mind down so that you can get access because your mind, your ideas, that's actually where the gold is. Mm. That's what's going to make you money. So you you want to build a good relationship with that. So you have to take proper care of your mind. And that is like a lot of calming yourself down, slowing yourself down so that you can see what the, the big idea is. The one, the domino, what's going to be the domino for you? Right. I love it. Uh, Risa, where can people connect with you and learn more about the work that you're doing in the world? Okay, they can go to my website. It's resolvecoaching.com and it's Risa number four. Resolve number four. For coaching. And I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. So they can find me there under my own name, right? Risa Hasbrook, um, and connect and reach out and message me and connect. I would love to speak to people there. Okay, awesome. I'll put links down in the description too um, for whoever's listening. If you want to get connected with Risa, links in the description. Um, for the listener, take one idea from today, that one thing that's kind of sticking out to you, maybe it is taking a little bit of time away from your business and just doing a bit more game planning, those action questions that we ask, like, where am I going to find my next sale or how am I going to make my next sale? Um, what's the one thing you can do that by doing that will make everything else easier or unnecessary, whatever that thing is for you. Take some time to think about it, get in touch with the vision and the feelings. And really what my takeaway was just to slow down um, from this conversation, just in general, slow down so that we can ultimately speed up. It's like drawing uh, an arrow back on a bow. You have to pull it backwards in order for it to launch forward at full force. So take what you learned here, get out there 
and make something happen. We'll see you in the next one.